Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. So glad to have each of you joining us. And we hope that you are getting ready for an amazing Christmas holiday season. And so uh, we we want to I want to kick off. This month is called a ministry makeover, and we're just going to be in part one. We've got some other parts coming to this, but I want to tell you about the the transformation that has been happening within our church. Give you a little backstory and and what God's doing. And and as you approach the new year, I really want you to challenge to really take an inside look at your church, your systems, your organization, um, and and just really reevaluate. And let me just share what God's been doing with us over the last year. It was just right at a year ago that the Lord spoke very clearly to me about uh, alignment and, and bringing the organization into alignment and he led me to a, I got one book and then I was absorbed. I've told you guys we're going to be talking about this, so hopefully you've done it. But I want to share with you the, the, the I've got four, four books that have helped this revolution go. And I'm going to kind of compact some of the, the big ideas on this, but you're still going to need to read them. Uh, the first book I read was uh, at the beginning of the year last year is What the Heck is EOS? What the heck is EOS? A complete guide for employees and companies running on EOS. And that EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. This is the easiest version to read. And I would actually say read it. It's for your employees or key staff, key leaders. It's written by Gino Wickman and Tom Bauer. But uh, you can get it on Amazon. And then uh, Traction is the more detailed version. This would be for the senior leadership. Um, it helped me get my feet wet by reading what the heck is EOS. Then I dove into traction. It just goes, it goes layers deep, but it, the EOS just gave me a good overview of what was to come and got my brain clicking and thinking. And then, uh, uh, and then two more books in this whole series uh, is called Rocket Fuel. The third one is Rocket Fuel. Just start on the other two, but Rocket Fuel is something you're going to want to read as well. This is for your, your key, your top leaders in your organization. And I'll explain that later in this or the next podcast. And then another great book in the series is How to Be a Great Boss. Uh, and all of these are by Gino Wickman for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube or by video and just hearing the audio version. So here's what I want to do. I want to I want to dive into this. Uh, just a little bit of backstory. Our church was was just about to turn 14 years old. We had been running hard, running strong, good staff, solid solid ministry, good services taking place, outreach ministry, and and all those things were happening. But it was like the Lord said. Don't just come in for a pit stop. Don't just come in for an oil change, a lube, check refuel, and then head back out on the track. It was really an engine overhaul for us. And, and the Lord really just said, I want you to take 2018 and I want you to stop and I want you to pull over. And for a visionary go-getter, it was like, ah, but Lord, and it's like, you're going to be stronger. You're going to be better. And so it was pull over. I want you to pull the engine out of the organization 
And an overhaul is this, that you take the engine apart and you inspect every piece, you clean it, and if a piece is worn, tired, or broken, you replace it, and then you put it all back together, drop it in the engine, and essentially you have a new engine. And that's what the Lord was doing with us through this EOS system and, and, and really coming up with a strategy and an organization and the structure to help us build forward, the structure for us to, to continue to move ahead as an organization. And so um, uh, one of the things that really, I think, helped us, helped me as a visionary kind of personality understand this is uh, Pastor Aaron, one of our, our lead associates here, um, the Lord gave him a very clear vision and he said it was as though it was a, a bow and arrow. He said, he said, we're pulling back and it's creating tension and, and we're, we're pulling back so that we can fire forward. And for a visionary, that, that was like what I needed. We need to retreat, we need to, to reassess and reevaluate, and we're going to pull and we're going to stretch ourselves. I'm going to be stretched, our staff is going to be stretched, and then we're going to, so that we can move the arrow forward and, and, and see even greater fruit and more results. And so um, this operating system that we're talking about through what the what the heck is EOS? This operating system really helped identify to us um, where our strength was at, where our weaknesses were, where we needed to shore up. And there's six major components, and I'm just going to hit some of these in this first podcast. We'll 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 finish it up in the next one. But the first major component that you have to really pull out of the engine and do a a ministry makeover on is the vision. And uh, I know as pastors and leaders, we can become defensive of the vision. Well, well, this is what the Lord gave me when, when we were getting ready to start the church, and, and it's who we are, and it's what we're going to be. And I had to lay down my pride and say, does our vision today really speak to the people, the culture, and the focus and the direction of where we are going as a church? And, and is, it, is it bringing alignment and is it, is it focusing us? And so we began to just really take a big picture look at our vision, at our culture, at our focus and our direction and the alignment of an organization. And the, 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 the visual that the Lord gave me was the Olympic four-man bobsled that the three guys in the back are not like, hey, waving, looking, checking around. No, they have dropped into that, to that bobsled. They are functioning as one bullet going down that track. And their heads are down, they're focused, and, and their goal is to launch the mission forward. It's not about me winning or Mark winning or Brad winning. It's about us as a team moving forward and us winning together. And so, um, and then the other challenge is, is what in your vision needs to be cut? What things are we doing that we don't need to be doing? What things have we done that somebody started and now that person isn't here and we've kept it going? In John chapter 15, Jesus was very clear that the Father will prune even the fruitful branches so that they'll be more fruitful. Now, I, I, I might have mentioned this in some previous 
a podcast, but some things that we've cut over the recent years, maybe not just in, in this past year, but some things that we realized that needed to be cut were, were just some simple things like we had done trunk or treat forever. And, and we had done that and it was a good event. We were seeing thousands of kids show up. But when we looked at the fruit, when we looked at was it accomplishing, when we really assessed the vision of where we're going, it really didn't fit and it really didn't match. And so by outward terms, by, by attendance, you would say, man, that was a home run event. But it, it wasn't helping us achieve the vision that we had as a church. Um, about two and a half years ago, uh, we had ran Celebrate Recovery for several years great ministry program, great, great uh, uh, helping people overcome their hurts, their habits, their hangups and addictions. Tremendous ministry. We had run it well. We had run it strong for seven years. And, and, but I really began to assess. We had some leadership changes and, and, and it was like we were struggling to keep it going. And it was like we're trying, we're having to create the momentum, not we're directing the momentum. Does that make sense? And so I, I said, we're going to pull the plug on this. Well, what was unique is at the time in Colorado Springs, I think there was us and one other church that was running Celebrate Recovery. And when Rock Family Church pruned that and we cut that off, seven other churches started developing their Celebrate Recovery program in their church. Their people were coming to one of the two, and when we cut ours off and said, hey, we're making a, a ministry shift here, we love it, believe it, but we're not going to be doing that. When we, when we cut it, it began to bud, and, and now we were effectively reaching more people with more options, more times to participate. And so in this past year, one of the areas that we looked at and we assessed was our uh, Spanish, our Spanish church at our South Campus. And uh, we began to look. It was a good ministry. We were reaching some people, but we weren't seeing the fruit. And, and our, our pastor was being stretched uh, because he was still having to maintain his full-time career job that God was blessing and promoting. He's, he's attempting to pastor the church as well. And, and as I assessed, I said, you know what? What is the best thing to do in this situation? What is the best scenario in this, in this vision and plan? And so we pulled the plug and I pulled the plug. And I wasn't, I wasn't the most popular guy in that service that day as I explained what and why and the purpose and the vision behind what we were doing. But I can tell you this, every time we've made a cut to simplify, to reduce our, our efforts, not to make life easier, but here's what happened. We, we see more fruit happen and, and the fruit abound. And we're focusing the direction of our staff. We're focusing the direction of our team. And so, uh, uh, so here's what we did, pastors. Uh, we sat down and we had a couple vision days with our lead team staff. And, and we talked about who we are and where are we going. And the vision that God had given me 15 and a half years before as I was getting ready to plant the church, we flushed that puppy. We had a ministry makeover and we rewrote and simplified our vision and, and, and refocused it. So you want to know, you're not going to be impressed because it's our vision, it's not your vision. You're going to think your vision is better and more well-written. And it probably is. But this is what we shifted to. Here is our goal, impacting everyone with the love of Jesus Christ. 
simplify it. We want our members to know it, to talk it, to think it, to share it, that we want to impact not everyone, but everyone with the love of Jesus Christ. And so then we began to identify what is our, what is our team focus? What are, what are we, when I rally the staff together and I say, here's why we exist as a staff, we've got our vision, what is our team focus? We narrowed it down to simply this, make disciples of Jesus. That is our children's ministry, our youth ministry, our, our hospitality, our greeters, our ushers, our, our every department, our coffee, our brew crew, every our worship team, every facet, men's ministry, women's ministry, what are we doing? We are here to make disciples of Jesus. So that means that, that when we're serving coffee together, if I'm the lead of that coffee team, my goal is not to make coffee, my goal is to make disciples. So we're making coffee together, but I'm talking to I'm talking to Jared, and I'm saying, Jared, how's you, how's we prayed last week for you and your your wife? How are you doing in your relationship? How, did you did you get over that 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 rough spot? And and we're discipling, and and we're saying, hey, here's a scripture I saw for you, and that it's intentional ministry while we do the work of the ministry together. It's it's intentional relationship building. And then one of the things that is is challenged, another book that was a game changer for me in 2018 was Building a Story Brand. A lot, very popular book. He's done conferences and, and so forth by Donald Miller, but this was a game changer. And I would tell you, um, you're not. it's not going to be a quick read, but it's going to challenge you and stretch you. And so here's what happens. Is, is out of all of this, we began to reformulate who are we as a church and redefining who we are and having that ministry makeover. And so we, we began to identify what, are, what makes us unique at Rock Family Church. What makes us distinct? Now, we're not in competition, but what are the areas, what are the things that, that have, that if people said Rock Family Church, what are they going to talk about what are they going to say that who we are? And you know what? We're going to focus on those areas that make us unique. You've heard me say this before. We don't want to be a Denny's restaurant and serve everything mediocre. We want to be a Ruth Chris Steakhouse and our specialty is filet mignon. We want to be good at a couple things versus trying to be good at everything. And so some uniques that came to us uh, here in our community, uh, one of our uniques is that we give bold uh, open, eyes open, heads up, bold invitations for people to accept Jesus Christ every time we gather. And a lot of churches have chosen not to. That's their choice. I don't care what they do, but this is who we are going to be. And so we started to say, we're going to, we're going to highlight this. Man, come to rock. We're going to give bold invitations to accept Jesus Christ. Um, my personality, my youth ministry DNA is that uh, we're going to have out-of-the-box, creative, visual, relevant Bible teaching that is practical to everyday life. I teased my church and I said, an angel's going to have to show up to me to teach from the book of Revelations and the end times and, and the book of Daniel and, and how that and Ezekiel and how that all fits together. I want to have a lesson, whether it's topical or expository, I'll do both. I want to have a lesson that is practical on how do I live for Jesus tomorrow morning when I get up and go back to the real world. 
And so those are some things where we're at. We, we want to highlight, we, we specialize in customer service. Our competition is not other churches. Our, customer, our, our competition is Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A does, does customer service really well. Um, uh, I, I want to I be, be more expedient than FedEx. FedEx does customer service really well. I don't want lines at kids' check-ins and parents checking kids out. I want us to be expedient. I want us to be friendly. I want us to feel like grandma's house that you're coming home. And so we're baking the cookies and creating that ambiance and we're creating an atmosphere. Uh, something else that makes us unique is we pray for a different church every Sunday. Every Sunday at the end of our worship set, we're praying for a different church. And so we're highlighting that, that we're for the other churches in the community. We're not the best church. If you don't like us, there's lots of other choices in town. And so we continue to, to just find out what those uniques are. Another one for us is kids are people too. Kids and teenagers are empowered to serve and to be the church and, and of today and not tomorrow. And then another key thing is we identify membership by not a 12-week class, not by um, a, a lot of hoops to jump through. There's one class to become a member, and being a member is saying, give me a jersey, I'm crossing the white line, I want to find a place to serve. Finding a place to serve is what qualifies you to be a team member as to who we are. And then we do church family style. It's just the way we roll here. We have a, a communion. We just had communion yesterday and uh, uh, this weekend at our Sunday experience. And we encourage families to get their teenagers, if their kids are in service with them, families, husbands and wives, to sit down, to break bread, to have communion together, to pray over each other. We do water baptism family style. And so we'll see uh, this last month we saw a... Uh, uh, dad get water baptized, and then he participated in baptizing his wife and his kids. That, to me, is a home run. And then, uh, the, so those are just some of the, the things that make us unique. And then we began to identify what are the core values, what are the core objectives, and what are the core values of who we are as a church and who we are as a staff, and we began to reassess those, but we're going to get into that next month as we dive into part two of the ministry makeover. So I want to encourage you guys to uh, uh, check out DeanHawk.com. We've got sermon series that are there. We're working, my, my team is working on releasing about the last 14 months of sermons that haven't been released. Those will be coming hopefully uh, sometime here in the new year, but I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas season. Remember, don't get caught up in the busyness of life. Give your kids, your teenagers, your spouse, the love, the time, and the focus, and the attention they need. And all you want for Christmas is EOS and traction and, and get these books for Christmas and start reading them. We'll dive more into this next month. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at deanhawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.